welcome to Your 7th Sense, a show for mission-driven entrepreneurs to evolve into unstoppable, intuitive leaders. Listen to Terry and her guests as they share stories of being powered by angels and intuition to achieve their success. Now, let's unlock the power in you with your host, Terry Wildeman. Welcome, everyone, to this episode of Your 7th Sense, business powered by angels and intuition. I'm your host, Terry Wildeman, and it is so exciting to be able to bring you these shows where we have highly successful business owners who use intuition in the workplace come and share their stories of success and their stories of failure when they didn't listen to intuition to help you grow your business and influence your life in positive ways. Today's guest is the amazing Pat Duckworth. She has so much to share with us today, and I'd like to share with you a little bit about Pat's background. Let me put the glasses on first here. Okay. Pat Duckworth is a women's health strategist, author, international public speaker, and founder of Smarter Menopause. After over 30 years working in the public sector at a senior management level, Pat discovered her entrepreneurial mojo, I love that, entrepreneurial mojo, in her mid-50s and retrained as a therapist and coach. Since then, she has published four books and contributed to many more. Pat's fourth book, Hot Women Rock, How to Discover Your Midlife Entrepreneurial Mojo, was published in 2016 and became a number one international bestseller. Pat is passionate about inspiring women to live their best lives no matter what their age. I am your host, Terry Wildeman, which I think I forgot to say, and I am so excited to have this woman sitting in front of us. Thank you so much for being here, Pat. It is a joy. It's such a pleasure to be talking to you. I can't wait to get chatting. Oh, we will be chatting, chatting away. And you live in one of my favorite cities in the world, and that is? Well, I live near Cambridge. I'm in the, I'm in the UK. I'm out in the countryside, and it's a beautiful spring day here. And I will get back there soon. As you know, I lived there for two and a half years, and it was just an amazing, amazing place. And uh, next trip. I promise you, I will be there. That bed's waiting for you. I know it is, and I'm going to be sleeping in that bed. <laughs> I'm going to be there. <laughs> the show is about angels and intuition, and I know that intuition is a big thing for you, or you wouldn't be here. Uh, so can you tell us a little bit about how intuition became a reality for you in your life? Was it as a child, as an adult? When did that, when did that intuition uh, energy really strike gold for you? I think I would wind it back to being a teenager. When I was 16, I was very ill and in hospital. And I think that was one of those pivotal times, being a, a, a teenager on an adult ward and people died on that ward, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think that grew me up quickly, but also put me in touch with what was important to me. So kind of fast forward from that, I, I left school and I think I was quite, an old soul in that I didn't think, oh, I'm going to rush off to university and drink myself stupid. Um, I got a job and I, I went into local government and then central government and I had a bit of a career plan and I worked my way through from doing professional work to doing managerial work, 
up into doing corporate work and becoming a director in a big government department. So everything I'd wanted to achieve, I achieved it. Wow, that sounds brilliant. And you said you did not go to university. Did no. I think that properly? So what a wonderful example for kids today who think that they have to go to university to be a success. In fact, you didn't go to university. Uh, and look at how successful you are in your career. Yeah, I, and later I did something called Open University. Uh, so I did do a degree and I did an MBA in my own time later. And yeah. that's what worked for me. Uh, I found that a really good way of studying. Yeah, so the timing was done on your terms, not somebody else's terms. Absolutely. And isn't so, that intuition? I think so, yeah. I think, you know, at that time when other people were filling out their forms and packing their bags to go to university, I thought, yeah, that isn't for me. Brilliant. I don't know why. I mean, it sounds like fun, but it isn't for me. Brilliant. Well, I know you have a story about walking through a beautiful park. Can you share that with us? Yeah, so uh, there I am. I'm in my early 50s. I, I'm on my way to my office in central London. I don't need a watch because I'm so much in central London. Big Ben tells me the time every quarter of an hour. So I'm walking through the park. It's a spring day. It was this time of year. And, you know, Buckingham Palace is in the distance and the sun's glinting off the gold statues. And Big Ben is saying it's eight o'clock. And I realized that there were tears just rolling down my face. And it was such a shock to me. I was crying. Wow. And were they tears of joy or tears of something else? I didn't understand what these tears were. And then I realized that this was unhappiness about the work that I was walking into. That even though I'd reached where I wanted to reach, something wasn't right with it and these tears were we need to do something about this this was my intuition saying listen it's time to take action and isn't it amazing how these types of proddings we get pushed how long before that moment had the prodding the little intuitive hits been coming to you probably I don't know, probably for a year or so, I was feeling uncomfortable in what I was doing. I was getting more irritated, more tired, coming home and complaining. So I was getting the prods from my partner as well, you know, perhaps you should do something. Um, but at that stage, it hadn't got to the point where I was thinking, this needs action. Got it. Got it. Yeah. So what did you have to surrender to in order to step out of where you were? Oh, I had to surrender to change. Uh, because oh, the change word! <laughs> when, you've been, when you've invested 35 years of your life, your time, your development, your learning into a career, to turn around and say, I'm going to change and do something new, that is, it's huge. It is huge. It's hard. It's, and it's scary. <laughs> it's very hard and very scary unless your intuition says to you, there is no choice. And is that what you were feeling? Yes. I thought that this, that the tears were actually quite a gentle tap from my intuition 
I think if I'd waited much longer, I might have started getting a bit more of a slap. And what I would think of as that is where all of that builds up in your body and the next thing you know, you've fallen over or you've sprained a wrist or, you know, you're having little accidents because your body's saying, wake up, this is not right for you. So I think the tears were actually quite a gentle prompt. But you listened and so many people don't. I'm so grateful that I listened because even though all of that massive change was huge and uh, it, it meant shedding an identity. You know, who we think we are is so huge in our brain. You know, how it organizes what we do and what we believe and what we value to turn away from that identity and to build a new one is big. That is big. That is really, really big. So it's leaving behind everything that you knew to be true about who you are as a career professional mm. person and stepping into something new. So tell us, what did you step into, Pat? So um, as soon as I'd, as soon as these tears had come and I'd started to think, well, I'm going to have to leave what I'm doing now. So what am I going to do? The first thing that came to my head was that I'd always been interested in neuro-linguistic programming. And I'd always hoped that my organization would send me on a course, but they never had. So I came home and I said to my husband, I've got to do something. I can't do this anymore. And he said, I know. I was just waiting. Thank you. What a supportive hub star. Yeah. And um, I said, I'm really interested in NLP. I'm going to look up and see what I can do. And, you know, I'm not going to make this change overnight. I'm going to ease into it. I'm going to find a course. I'm going to see what that means for me. So um, I talked to a friend who I knew had done a course that I was interested in. And I went and had an interview to do the course because they've got a lot of integrity around who they take on to the course. Mm. And uh, the earliest I could start was in October, and this was April, May time. Yeah. yeah, so very much this is like my 10th anniversary. This might even be the 10th anniversary of walking through the park. I don't know. That would be good, wouldn't it? Was it Easter week by chance? No, I mean, Easter's so late this year, so I don't think it was Easter week, but it might have been very much this time of year. Mm. And... Within a few weeks of me enrolling and making that decision, up came at work an opportunity to take early retirement. Ah, of course it did. Of course it did. I had listened and the universe said, well done. There you go. I have something for you. And I came rushing home again and said, guess what? And my husband said, brilliant, put your application in. And uh, my application went in the next day. And what's really funny was that the guy that I was working for at that time, who seemed totally the career civil servant with his path mapped out, the next day he put his in as well. He saw my joy at doing it. <laughs> oh, see, already you were influencing others. I think I saved his life doing that. I really do. And so by the time the course started, I'd already applied for the retirement. By the second weekend of it, I knew that I had got the retirement. And by the third weekend, I was within a week of walking away from the job. So it all just kind of fell into place. 
isn't it amazing how when we put out what we want the universe responds absolutely absolutely and this was just such a clear pathway out it was extraordinary so you became an nlp practitioner which by the way i didn't realize that you were an nlp practitioner i also am an nlp practitioner so one more thing we have in common with one another um so after your nlp course then what so um, in the July of 2010, as soon as I had qualified, I hung my shingle out and because um, I was trained as a hypnotherapist as well. And I started my hypnotherapy practice. And one of the things I, I knew almost straight away was that seeing people one-to-one -one wasn't enough. I was going to have to be bigger than that. And um, there's a local village college uh, where they do adult education. So I trotted down there and said, I'd really love to do some evening classes, run some evening classes for you. Can I run an evening class about NLP or about coaching? And they went, sure, come on down. So that was the start then. I, I almost can't believe my chutzpah in doing it, you know. That Brilliant. That's what you have to do. So were you prodded? I mean, were, were, was that an intuitive hit to do that? It was intuitive. I just knew that, as I say, the one-to-one -one work wasn't going to satisfy me enough, even though it's brilliant. You know, even helping one person, because you don't know what happens from that one person that you've helped to sleep better or get over their anxiety or their phobia, you don't know what ripples come out from that. Yeah. It still wasn't big enough. I had to do something bigger. Okay. Brilliant. <laughs> and I do know that intuition also took you. What's the next step? Well, then I got into the sort of public speaking side of it, obviously running the courses. And I realized that I got a lot of fun, a lot of enjoyment from doing the courses. And um, I heard about an opportunity to go and speak in India at the Women Economic Forum, which I've never heard of. And I just said yes to it. Yep, I'm going. I, I don't think I hesitated for a moment. I think That's it's just, cool. yeah, there's the opportunity. Put my name down, I'm, I'm off to that. Hmm. Um, and I actually, you probably don't know this either. I wrote Hot Women Rock to take to that event because I thought if I'm going to be speaking in India where there are so many entrepreneurs and there's going to be so many women thinking about being entrepreneurs, I want to write and tell them how to get their head in the right space to do that. So I sort of, I knew I was going, it must have been in about the November. I had the book written and published by March and I took it out with me in April. You know, I'm not, I'm, I knew that you wrote the book then because both, our books both came out about the same time. Yeah. I didn't realize that it was for that event. That is so cool. Yeah, and it was just beautiful to take it there and to speak to, I mean, there were, at that particular event, I would say there were about 1,500 women there. And uh, from just about every country in the world, there were a lot of people from India, but from Panama, from you know South America, from Egypt, from wow. Australia, New Zealand, and to stand up in front of a group of those women and talk about entrepreneurship and have them come out afterwards and go, wow, you've really inspired me. I'm going to do something about this. That was fantastic. 
That is brilliant. And intuition is because of you listening to your intuition, it put you there, correct? Yeah, absolutely. Because the funny, well, I don't know whether my husband thinks it's funny, but I, the previous year he'd said that he'd really like to go to India because he likes uh, trains and he wanted to go and see some of the trains. And I said, oh, India, I'm, I'm not sure because, you know, <laughs> our safety and all the rest of it. And then I kind of walked into the room and said, oh, by the way, I'm going to India. <laughs> Did he go with you? No, he didn't. He was oh. sort of, what? I said, oh, but I'm going to a conference. It's a women's conference. You probably won't want to go. And he went, no. And then I got the opportunity to go up into the Himalayas. <laughs> oh, goodness. So after that, you know, I know that that event has helped you become a international speaker because you have been speaking around the world and again it's all because you listen to your intuition yeah absolutely um not just with women economic forum but i've been to i've spoken in iceland that that was very cold uh i've spoken <laughs> in the netherlands um i've just come back from singapore um you know obviously over to america and canada I, I just look for these opportunities and just check out does that feel like the right place to speak and and, and then i'm booking my plane there you go that is just absolutely brilliant so pat i have to ask you was there ever a time that you did not listen to your intuition and you regretted it yes <laughs> i think okay spill <laughs> Well, I think when you start out in business, you're so keen, you know, to, to have success and to have this, have that, you know, because you think it's about this sort of acquisition mentality of having a business, having a website, having a book, and then opportunities come up from people who perhaps don't have the same integrity as you have. And, and you override your intuition, which is saying, don't go near this take your time, don't do this. And I have spent money on things that mm. have never delivered. And then I talk to, and then you feel, well, I say you, then I feel embarrassed about it. And I know other entrepreneurs who've done the same thing and they feel so embarrassed about the mistake they made. Their gut said to them, don't do it. And they overrode it and said, no, 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 this is the right thing to do. And it's only when you talk to them and let them know what you did, they say, well, do you know that happened to me too? Wow. Not with the same person or the same deal, but they just were so eager and didn't sit back and take a breath and listen to what was being said to them and rushed into things and then regretted it. Uh, so, yeah, listen to your intuition and take time to listen to it. That's the key. And everybody, as you know, everybody gets intuitive hits differently. Mm. How do those intuitive hits come for you? Probably in feelings in my body. And when I say my gut, I think it is my gut that kind of goes, ooh, what, what, what's happening, you know? And if I tune into it and I take a breath, sit back a bit, then I can start to feel where the discomfort is. Mm. Yeah very very cool because as you know 
there are people when their intuition comes in the form of images, yes, it comes in the form of voices or uh, a body ache or a pain or just mm. feeling. You know, it comes in all different ways for everybody. Mm. And once you tune into that, that almost becomes your standard as to uh, how intuition speaks to you because i truly believe intuition is a language yeah the language of your body that tells you eh, yes mm, no <laughs> it's an intelligence you know it's it we think intelligence is all up here and it's in other places in the body and when we tune into that intelligence it's got so much information for us well, it is. And again, I, I always use the, uh, and I've said it several times on this show, I use the example of the iceberg. Our mm. intelligence is from here up. It's on the top, top, top seventh. This is all we use. Mm. However, you look at the rest of our body, that's the, that's the rest of the iceberg underneath the water. That's where our intuition lives. Yeah. So listen to all of that we become very congruent and coherent in how we make decisions and do things. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, and it is that congruency. Um, when I talk about aligning your brain, it's about that congruency that we feel most powerful, most strong, most authentic when we line ourselves up properly and our beliefs and our values and our identity all fall into place and we get really strong. Excellent, excellent. So can you tell us a little bit about what all of this has led you to do today? So many things. So, <laughs> uh, so after setting up in my business, I decided, apart from the fact that, you know, wasn't enough to see people one-to-one -one or speak to groups, then I needed to write the book. And um, I decided to focus around this area of midlife. Mm. And again, that's a bit intuitive uh, that that would be the place where I needed to speak, where I needed to talk to other women about what's going on in midlife. And not the negative things about menopause. There's so much that's positive that's happening at that time of life. And one of the things which I'm really learning about now is that just as our brain makes major changes when we're in the teenage years, it's making big changes now in midlife as well. So that instead of that like A to B thinking, which is fairly straight line, fairly quick, mm -hmm. now we've got so many more neural connections that our thinking, our problem solving, our creativity gets so much richer. Mm. We've just got so much more to give. You know, the knowledge is growing into the wisdom. So I really love all of that. So I've developed into, you know, working with women around menopause, but then taking them further than that. You know, once you feel well, what was it you wanted to do with your life? And for many women, these big changes happen at this time. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Well, Pat, I know you have a complimentary gift for our folks. Can you share with us a little bit about that? So I just talked a little bit about aligning our neurological levels, getting our brain in that place where we're so congruent and authentic. We just feel really strong. In British terms, I talk about it being like a stick of rock, you know, that you, a stick of candy that you buy at the, 
at the seaside and it's got right. rock is candy <laughs> yeah so it's got the name rock. of the place yeah rocking hard candy right that's what it was a hard yes. a long stick of hard candy yes i remember that okay and, and you get the name of the place you bought it from stamped all the way through it and i think when you're feeling really aligned that's what it feels like like everything is just all the way through it doesn't matter where you cut it you always get the same words so um, my gift is on my hotwomencoolsolutions.com website. And if you're on the right-hand side of it, it says there's some gifts. And if you go to it, then there is a walk through your neurological levels. And it's a lovely meditation and visualization to help you be aligned. Thank you. And all of that information is going to be down below. So just take a good look and you'll see it all below. You'll see Pat's bio. You'll see what she's involved with and her, her free gift. So Pat, is there anything that you would like to leave the audience with? Any words of wisdom, uh, parting words of wisdom that will help them really tap in and tune into their intuition? So I really say take your time and tune in listen to what your intuition's trying to tell you listen to the gentle taps because if you don't you're going to get a harder slap so take a breath even if you're being rushed into something step back take a breath listen to what is being said to you and then act on that brilliant Thank you so very much, Pat, for being here today. Your words of wisdom run deep and wide, and I'm sure that your story is going to influence someone to take action in their own lives. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Terry Wildeman with your Seventh Sense. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you again, Pat, for being here. And we look forward to seeing you next time for another episode of Your Seventh Sense, Business Powered by angels and intuition to your success. Unlock the power in you and elevate your seven cents with our intuitive leadership training programs, masterminds, VIP days, and retreats. To learn more, visit intuitiveleadership.com.